it's Nikki the Realtor with the Local Lakeland Show. And today we are featuring local mobile bookshop, Little Bus Books. Nikki the Realtor with the Local Lakeland Show, and I am super excited. I have two guests on the show with me today, um, Michael and Lindsay Pippen from Little Bus Books. Welcome, you guys. Thank Morning. you. Thank you so much for joining. So I always like to give um, our followers just a brief introduction into who you guys are on a personal level. So where you're from, um, family life, what brought you to Lakeland, any background information that you can give us. Uh, well, we are. We have moved to Lakeland about six years ago from Louisiana. Okay. I'm from the Bayou country. He's from the, the farmland. Uh, <laughs> so we met in college and uh, obviously, you know, lived there, lived in that town where our college town for a little while. And, yeah. Um, adopted our two boys who are now 13 and 14. Wow. Uh, about 11 years ago. Uh, Michael is in the agriculture industry, and so that's what brought us to Florida. He had an opportunity. Obviously, Florida's huge on, on mm-hmm. agriculture. He's he's specifically in the water and irrigation sector. Um, and they told us to move anywhere or told him anywhere in Central Florida. And really? so we just kind of picked a spot in Central spot. Florida yeah. and visited and liked it. And we're like, okay, this is, where I guess, where we'll live, you know? Wow. And so, yeah. Have you or had you, like, heard of Lakeland before? Uh, not really. I no? mean, we kind of, yeah, we kind of had a general direction of where we kind of wanted to be, but not really. We just, we really just, um, you know, kind of dropped a pin and got really fortunate to fall into a great neighborhood and a great community. So yeah. it was, it was, it was a lot more luck than, um, skill for sure. Right. Well, it's interesting too, because Lakeland's such a good location because you're in between Tampa and Orlando. So for like commuting purposes. Right. Um, and then obviously, like we're a lot lower of a market than Tampa and Orlando. So you get the best of both worlds in terms of prices um, and location. But I've never really heard anybody just pick Lakeland on a map. Well, you're exactly right. I mean, so you go like uh, for us, you know, we go look at Tampa and that St. Pete area and we're like, wow, this is awesome. And then you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah. And then, uh, my, you know, I'm from the country. And so like this is a huge area for me. Like and, and we're even, moving to the city. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and even where we, we live central in, in town and people are like, oh, it's so rural. Like people would tell us it's so rural. And it's like. No, 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 we don't know in rural. No, it's not rural, you know. I kind of, I sometimes kind of reject Orlando. Like my, I can only do <laughs> yes, just so much Orlando traffic, that honestly. I can handle. And so, so I think this kind of has a, you know, it's like, I mean, yeah, Lakeland has a real small town vibe to it, even though pretty, pretty big place. Honestly. Yeah, there's like over 100,000 people that live here. Yeah, but I call great. it like I tell my friends all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, Lakeland High School. Um, because everyone knows everyone. Like it's, it's just so small. So I, in I Louisiana, agree. Lakeland would be like the fifth biggest city yeah really like, huge, yeah, yeah. And it's just huge. like you know it's just florida everything is just you know they had such big metropolis areas we yeah. just don't have that so so yeah for so us this is a big city yeah well, and to us too for family you know family purposes our yes. boys were i mean they were in lower elementary school at the time and so thinking about how to pick a school in the middle of tampa or orlando was just you know like right. okay we're and that's actually how we picked a house we looked at the schools and figure okay where do we want to yep. go and they don't even go to that school but um you know a little a little snippet of that which most people read in our stories is they um are both diagnosed with high functioning autism okay so they're in the uh, in louisiana they're called 
special education system here. Sure. It's the ESE yep. program. Um, and so thankfully, Florida actually has a scholarship, which we didn't even know until we moved here, wow. that um, allows for children with special needs to go to more private schools yeah. that specialize in what their needs are, their academic needs are. That's so we so actually cool. commute two hours a day to go to school across town. Wow. <laughs> you know, but it's well worth it. You yeah. know, it's well worth it. And, you know, that's also played a part, a lot, a big part in our, our business and why mm -hmm. we're doing what we do, because that was, um, you know, when you go to smaller schools, there's no buses, there's yep. no, you know, um, and so Michael's a business traveler and I was working from home. Um, I'm a speech therapist by trade. And mm -hmm. so I was actually seeing students on the computer long before COVID. Really? Which is funny. Yeah. I, I mean, I had uh, the business I was working for during COVID had been open almost 20 years doing wow. speech therapy online. And I was actually seeing students California, Louisiana, Florida. So the time zone got right. to be difficult. Yeah. Um, and so it just kind of meshed that we were looking for something different yeah. for me to do because, you know, with the kids and their schedules getting Absolutely. older, they That's want extracurricular lot. things. They're very talented in music and Aww. wanted things like that for them. Um, and so that's kind of how we started thinking about business. But one of the biggest things that uh, we wanted to do was join the local business community mm -hmm. because we could just see something just being, you know, yeah. residents here for a little while, um, that there was something awesome going on and how supportive people were of local yes. businesses. Yep. Uh, what we have here in Lakeland, we couldn't do it in any of the Anywhere towns we've else. ever lived in. Yeah. Um, you know, with that. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of how it started, wanting to start something. We we both worked from home mm -hmm. um, unless he was traveling and then he was traveling out of the state. Right. And so we knew our neighbors. We knew our church friends. We knew, you know, some people with, with uh, through our children. Mm -hmm. um, but we realized that we weren't getting out in the community and wanted to know more about the community and, you know, how to be a part of that. Yeah. How Little Bus Books It's started. cool, too, because Lakeland has so many opportunities to tie into the business community. Like, there's so many different organizations that you can be a part of and meet people. I'm literally, like, a part of every single one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's so easy to get tied in, and you're right. Like, we have such a supportive community here that you could really just bring any business idea to life, and our community will support it. Um, so, yeah, so let's jump into that. Tell us a little bit about what the Little Bus Books is. Well, I'd say at its core, we're a bookshop, right? We're a mobile bookshop. Mm -hmm. There's some business uh, strategy behind making it mobile. I think primarily it was, you know, financially driven, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, and I think one thing that we, you know, kind of the root of the idea is that we were traveling um, on a vacation, just Lindsay and I, and we, you know, tend to on those vacations go to bookstores. And we're not these super avid readers. We read a good bit, but we're not, you know, crazy readers that read 100, 200 books a year. We, we don't do that. But we would go on these vacations and we'd go to a bookstore and we never went to bookstores when we were at home or not on vacation. And we we're kind of thinking through that. And this is a really cool place. Like it was in the middle of COVID. We were in Kansas. We were in Wichita or something. Yeah, Wichita. Like, <laughs> everything was open. We just like, mask on. And we yeah, just it was literally it. like the only place in yeah. Wichita open. Oh, and so um, go in the bookstore and we spent like an hour or two there and went across the street, a little night, little restaurant. And we're eating lunch and we're like, you know, why don't we do this all the time? And it kind of dawned on us that we don't have two hours to go through a bookstore. Yeah. And there are a lot of bookstores that are kind of built like this one. It was a great bookstore, a tremendous amount of inventory. Um, just had a great time, but we felt even ourselves as being kind of readers, it was a little bit overwhelming. A uh, lot of, a lot of options. Like I don't, I didn't know all those genres. Like, I don't know what I yeah. want. I want to go in there and most of the time spend a few minutes, make a good selection and move on. And so same thing, like you get like a Kindle and Amazon, you, you look up and you, there's 150,000 titles and I'm like, Whoa, I want 15. And so we kind of started thinking around that business strategy of how we could do that. 
and some of the barriers to getting somebody to come into a bookstore. And, you know, again, from the business side of it, you know, you're, I think bookstores are competing with not just other bookstores, but you're competing with you know, restaurants and bars and, you know, um, whatever, all types of entertainment, right? And here in Florida, that's super challenging, right? Somebody could go to the beach instead of go to the bookstore. And so we thought about, well, what have we brought the bookstore to the buying experience rather than try to get somebody to bring the buying experience to you? And so we kind of talked about this mobile thing. And Lindsay loves markets too. Like she's always been like a thrifter. She goes and digs stuff and there's these markets. She's always gone and found like furniture and all kinds of little projects. And so she enjoys that space. And I was like, what have we brought a bookstore to the market? And that kind of was the basics of the business idea is right. that we bought, bring the books to to the buying experience. And Lindsay really tightly curates those uh, depending on what type of market and, you know, the demographics that are typically at those markets. And so we go in and, and when we're at the bringing our, our bus to the to the to the markets, you know, what are we probably 30 or 50 books maybe that you have out at a time? So you got 50 books in there and that that's it. Right. And they're all yeah. presented in a way that you can really dissertate. I don't know if that's the right word, but you can understand what it is very sure. by the cover. So they're not like in line. They're presented in a way that you can really get a gr- really quickly understand what the content is about. And so that's kind of the business side of it to where we ended up being a, a mobile bookshop. And I think part of that, too, you know, what, like he said, the overwhelm. So we're intentional, especially at a market. You have like we do right. the Lakeland Farmers Market a lot and mm-hmm. there's 100 booths down there. So a lot of people are just kind of roaming through or, you know, right. someone may be a book lover and the, the other three people they're with. It's like, oh, I'm going to kind of move on, you know. And so people are trying to go through quickly. Um, and so to ha- sit there and have to, you know, go through as if they were at a um, you know, a, a larger bookstore mm-hmm. is is difficult. Um, and so we look at, you know, every book is facing forward. I look at cover, you know, I judge a book by its cover in the shop. Yeah. We'll get to kind of, uh, you know, differently that way. Of course, when we move it, we have to take everything down, bunging everything up, you know. Um, so it's not as cute when we're, we're on the road. <laughs> but one of the funniest things that we did, it was um, everything has to fit in the drawers and cabinets. And so I would put books out and close all those things. And there was a little girl that came in one day and she just opened the cabinet, sat down and started digging through. And I was like, oh, or you could do that. You know, and so, <laughs> so it was about this time last year. In fact, I think it was about the book crawl time last year that I started inviting people when they came in. These are the selections out. Um, If you enjoy digging, feel free. Open the drawers, open the cabinets. Um, A little bit extra curation on my side because I'm still intentional about what I'm putting in there. Right. Um, You know, and and that kind of thing. But but we found that we even by doing that, we're opening up to a different audience as well that did enjoy spending time in the bookstores. Right. And and kind of digging. um, Yeah. And then otherwise... Uh, and also to keep it small, we know, I know the inventory. Michael knows uh, most of the inventory as well. He's our inventory person. <laughs> I, I curate it. <laughs> I curate it. He puts it in. And the reason he puts it in is so he at least knows titles. Right. And, you know, right. what we have as far as you used and new. And so we, when we first started, we tried to read and review almost everything. Really? And we were even writing like review cards. And so cool. we put them out. Yeah, we thought so too. No one and read them. And then nobody read no. them. Oh, <laughs> they were buying the books. No one read them. They would turn to us and say, what do you recommend? Right. You know, and Got so it. in order to keep, you know, uh, so we don't do the review cards anymore, but we do read and review. The The challenge we came into is we were starting to circulate books a lot faster than we can read them. Obviously, yes. that's what you want to do. You want to go to more markets. Yes. So now we're branching out and this is kind of where we're collaborating the community um, our customers are giving suggestions. I have books to our friends that. Um, that I'm even buying books from. So they have newer books and I can buy from them and mm-hmm. sell used, you know. And so th- 
our used inventory, which we would love to become all almost all used one day, um, has actually increased because we are able to find more popular books used. The reason we do knew, kind of going a little bit into our mission, and Michael could speak a little bit further on it, we want to help broaden cultural perspectives by providing diversity in books. Mm -hmm. So if you enjoy contemporary fiction, we will have a contemporary fiction book, but the characters may be different than you or I, um, maybe from a different nationality, right. race, religion, um, stage or age, you know, right. and in life. And so that that's part of it your newer books or the more diverse books. But of mm -hmm. course, the longer we're in this, in fact, today is two years that we have oh been open. So, and it's our market. We call That's it our so market anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, as we go along, those more diverse books are becoming used. And right. so that's actually helping helping the cause a lot. Yeah. I mean, the the a lot of people have asked us why why books? And it is kind of an interesting thing uh, to sell, I guess. Um I think there's kind of a, a stigma. People are like, you, people still buy books and, and they do. Like a, a lot of people buy wow, books, right? Wow, that's surprising to me because um, I can't read off of a Kindle. Right. Like and I so, have to have but a book. But you're in interesting. So how, how old are you? I'm 29. 29, yep. right? And so our biggest demographic is definitely under 40. I would suggest the largest piece of our demographic is between the ages of 20 and 30. Okay. Um, now, like my parents, like they have no desire to buy a book, right? Really? They do everything on their Kindle. And I, and I don't know if this generational, we, we feel like it's a little bit just um, uh, that we spend so much time as a generation. And we're kind of the middle, like we're not millennials. We're, mm -hmm. I was born in 1980, right? We didn't have between like the millennials yeah. and Gen X. We, the... we didn't grow up with the technology, but we were young enough right. to catch so on to it. it you yeah. know? Right. Yeah. I saw someone the other day said that we're the unique generation that can speak in analog and digital. <laughs> right? There, there's uh, very few people yeah. that can bridge those gaps, but that yeah. was us. And um, but but even to to our point uh, for our generation, like we spent so much time on our computers and our phones. Yeah. It's a different type of learning experience, right? When Definitely. you pull up a book, and so I think that we have a little bit of separation there. We're, we're like my parents; like they're they're still like think it's really cool to pull up their Kindle and be able to okay. download it, and they can zoom in and like make yes, the make the font too, really that big, too, yeah. right? Well, and too, and they've built their libraries. Right. As well, yeah. You know, they they they're like we just have so many books. Right. Yeah, right? so there's a physicalness um, to that. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's just a generational. Or they've thing. shrunk. You know, they're they're in retirement mode, so their houses are small. Yeah, they're not stuff. wanting to carry right. those books. I think and, that's yeah. my thing. Like, yeah. well, I'm. It's so funny because I'm really picky. Like, I refuse. I mean, I will, but I hate reading paperbacks. Like, I want a yeah, hardcover book. That's funny. <laughs> yes. Like, I just I don't know. It just feels different. And then I I have like two bookshelves in my house um, that are completely filled now. But like, my dream is to have a library in my house someday. Like. I just want a room dedicated to books. Um, and I just feel like hardcovers look better than paperbacks. Because they get like the flimsy. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. So um, it's interesting to hear yeah. that. It is. Yeah. So so why why the books? And I think part of it was just kind of the idea, you know, any kind of business idea, you know, you kind of start thinking through it. You know, I was describing the story earlier. And we're like, hey, that, that might could work. We've never seen that. And you start looking to other opportunities to be involved in the community. And like, there's a lot of noise. Like you have to be really good if you're going to be a food vendor at... Um, the markets. And even now, like we talk about that a lot, we've been doing it two years and just like how elevated these businesses are, they're going to these markets, yeah. how many markets they are. And now um, where there's a, there used to be probably you know, new businesses trying to get into markets. Now there might be a lot of markets trying to attract new businesses. So it's a little bit different dynamic. Uh, the books were just interesting to us. We feel like that they, 
are a very low barrier to entry to get to know somebody. Yeah. Um, so the books really are a platform. You know, for us, it could be, I mean, it might as well be, you know, ham sandwiches or whatever. The books are not necessarily what we're trying to, what we're trying to do is not necessarily put a book in every person's hand. What we're trying to do is use the books as a platform to be, you know, valuable to the community. I mean, that's kind of the, the really the, the beginning of it was we wanted to be a part of what we saw going on here in Lakeland and what have we seen continue go the last couple of years. Uh, so that was a real, real, real kind of the cornerstone of what we want to do. And and we did, you know, from not being in this area, kind of, um, you know, we have enjoyed getting to know people that have much different backgrounds than us. Yep. And we just didn't necessarily grow up in an area where that was uh, available, not necessarily, or it was harder or I don't know, but it wasn't, it wasn't as easy well, or as, as many opportunities to get to know people. And, and still though here in Lakeland, we you know, we kind of would tend to sit in our little circle of people because right. you just do that naturally. Yeah. Who you yeah. live next to, who you go to the same grocery store as, like, those are your people. Sure. And so we didn't, we had a, just enough of that that we were like, hey, you know, we need to do something. We're going to have to be proactive if we want to get to know people yes. that are different than us. And so that's really what, and, and everybody either, we always say everybody either reads or wants to read, right? And yeah. so it's a really easy way to start a conversation in a very, very, like it's a very low barrier to entry to to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. and so that was that all fit with what we were trying to do and give Lindsay a big creative outlet. Um, that that was also really interesting. Uh, I don't know that we knew it was going to allow for this much creative outlet. I mean, she really can just <laughs> yeah. you know ideas, um, right? <laughs> but but that was also part of it. You know, she's she's a good writer and you know has a, has a, a tremendous educational background, and so we wanted you know we wanted to do something with with that that was valuable not just to us but to other people right and so um yeah that just kind of checked well, the boxes right i think when he's saying like the the in, so you know i have an edu- michael is engineering business background i'm an education special education right and going okay well education you think you know connect books but what i didn't know what i could do business wise i was like thank goodness you know business yeah. you got you have to do all that i'm not even interested like i couldn't sell the shirt off my back cuz <laughs> i just want to give everybody free books yes. um you know but one of the biggest things is i've worked with so many demographics of people in mm-hmm. my line of work i worked from um pediatrics to geriatrics and yeah. meeting families um, of all different backgrounds. And so it has helped actually with the curation of books yeah. because I learn and understand the people that are coming to markets, which markets, were right. going, you know, your um, 8 a.m. farmer's market, the demographic of people and their interests are going to be different than when we go to Buena Market. I was just going to say the Buena Market. PM, right. you know, on yeah, Saturday, right? Uh, not, not negative, nothing ne- negative or positive. No, no one is better just than different. the other. Mm-hmm. It's just different. And so, but if you don't have those books out, then... Yeah you're not meeting those interests, right? right? Um, and so probably what he is saying is like, uh, he's always like, don't we have books? I was like, no, no, they're not the right books for this crowd. <laughs> I'm going to buy that. books today, you know. Um, that's cool. So, and yeah. that's cool too, because you make it intentional, you know, yes. like not every bookstore can say that, especially the big named ones. Uh, it is cool that you do that. I think one thing too, though, is you like to work with um, local artists, right? Yes. Okay. We actually like to, we were talking about this week. We actually like to work with local everybody. Yeah, <laughs> <And> so <true. laughs> I, I told him, I was like, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed with all the collaborations. And what's been really exciting to see that we know we're growing is because we were trying to find people. You know, um, we sure. were finding, we had a few local authors that when they saw us at the market, they came and, you know, um, and then had the idea of the local artist bookmarks. And so mm-hmm. kind of reached out to some of our vendor friends that were artists. Artists and that sure. kind of thing. And now we are getting 
you know, requests. Yeah, yeah, we're getting, you know, and so they're coming. And even um, like one of our newest ones um, for the book crawl that happened this last week on the Friday, our featured day, we uh, 50% of our proceeds were going to buy new Spanish titles for our free mobile bookshop, which we can get into. (laughs) And so one of the hardest things that I have is I don't speak fluent Spanish. Right. Um, And your vocabulary with books and, you know, and actually speaking languages are different than English. And so I've connected with an influencer and she's actually in um, a a literature major, you know, she's from from Puerto Rico. And that's like, you know, it's totally her thing, you know, books and literature. She's a writer. She's one of our local authors. So she's come on board and she's collaborating and she's saying, these are great books in Spanish, you know? And so it's not just saying, here's some Spanish books or here's some books. And I don't really know what's going on because I don't, I won't know everything. It's in every job. You're not going to know everything, but our goal is to know who to go to to find those answers right. and to make it relevant, yep. right? You know, and so yep. same thing with bookstagrammers. You know, I mm-hmm. I depend on the younger crowd. I'm not a sci-fi fantasy. It, <laughs> it it gives me, I stay up at night trying to figure out a standalone sci-fi book to sell, you know, <laughs> um, but the college students are always willing to say, oh, really? this is, you know, this is popular, this is popular. Our college campuses are some of our biggest um, markets. Wow. You're on the college campuses. Yeah. And they have the, but we have the most fun, you know, of course, because we, cool. we feel like that. we're young too, you know, and so we yeah. totally well, blend we, in, yeah, right? You know? are. We all are. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, when we fi- kind of felt like it was starting to gain some steam, when we first started, right, we we're trying to, sur- we're in survival mode, right? Okay. Absolutely. Pr- proof of concept, are people going to buy books from us? Right. And and we realized pretty soon that they would, um, but we needed to do some things to make that better. And so we kind of pretty quickly transitioned from a table at a market, you know, we wanted this us to be part of the marketing from regional, but just take some time to get there. And so pretty quickly within a few months, we had the bus and that sales really started to take off. And we kind of started to branch out then into some different markets. And we'd already tried a few things, but when we really felt like we we're starting to really accomplish what we were trying to do, at least from a, a um, community standpoint, was like what Lindsay said, with, with connecting with different types of artists. Um, that not their art was not only different, but their backgrounds were different. Mm-hmm. And when we started going to these, uh, being successful at markets that were very different, because what we what we want to do is kind of, you know, an ideal world, we want to be that connector piece where somebody can see us at one place and somebody can see us in a, another. And then maybe right. all three of us are together somewhere and we can make that connection. Right. And I think that's, that, that's what we really, from a community standpoint, that's what we really want. And we've you know, there's still a lot of work to do there. It is a lot, a little overwhelming um, because now we kind of do feel like we have uh, a, a nice network. Um, although Lindsay is always adding people to our network. <laughs> um, I feel like we have a nice network, but now we're like, okay, we need to be more strategic. So we're adding a little bit more value. And that that's yeah. kind of been our focus this year as we, you know, kind of some of the, the business has progressed. We're like, okay, let's, we feel like our, our, our cupboard is pretty full with opportunities we need to make sure we're doing a good job with those, right? Sure. And if there's one that we're not going to get to for a while, we let them know, say, look, right now, we're not going to be there. Uh, we want to work with you guys, but give us the summer because right now our plate's a little full. So right. um, so that's interesting to see that. And then we open a store, you know. Yeah, we, we don't also open a store. Right, right? So that you know, was my question. <laughs> I want to hear like the evolution because two years is really not a long time. And I feel like you've grown so much. So walk us through like, where you started with a table and a tent to like now you have a storefront and a bus and all these things. We I think the Pippin, <laughs> the Pippins in general, we even notice this about our kids. It's like we don't go lightly into anything we do. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we can't even go on a camping trip lightly, right? We have to go bigger <laughs> and badder on the beach, you know. Um, and so 
you know, when we first started, we kept telling ourselves we're going to do small, we're going to do in, and it just, we just continuously have ideas and want to go yeah. bigger. And, but I don't think our idea is to go bigger space-wise. It's just to go more in depth what we're doing. But yeah, we started with a tent mainly. So when we were in Canvas, Kansas, mm-hmm. 2020, it was kind of a pipe dream. And I think for the, probably the next six months, we each wrote things down and business ideas. And it was just kind of going to happen eventually. Uh, when we were ready. About that March, I came home and Michael said, hey, um, the farmer's market said that they would accept a bus at the market and we can start in May. And I was like, oh, um, we don't have a business. (laughs) So what's going to happen here? And thankfully, our business minded, um, you know, president here, we call him our president, um, was able to start that up. And it was I mean, it was actually April 1st when we got our LLC. So it's quite funny uh, for April Fool's, you know, no fool, no joke. Um, And then we started May the 1st was our first market. And of course, um, you know, I sold my first book and he said, no, that does not count because we knew our first person to buy. Of course, you know, friends came out and the people that knew us came out and he said, no, you have to have a stranger buy to see if anybody's actually going to buy books. And in fact, I'm still friends with the first person that bought our book. You know, I was invited to a writing group and, you know, that they have here in Lakeland. And that was the first person you know, that bought our book. And so uh, the, the famous word around our house is proof of concept. Yep. You know, proof of concept. And so um, once we could do that, we started looking at the bus, which was always the yeah, intention. Yeah, I mean, pretty quickly. I mean, so again, the, like cr- July, the creative versus the business guy, right? I'm always trying to quantify everything and she's always trying to make it all pretty so people will actually buy something. And so, you know, we wanted to make sure that people would buy books at a market. We felt pretty quickly that they would because we knew our content wasn't great. We just had some stuff and just set it up there. And we, I mean, we did some intention. We spent a good bit of time with a business plan. And some of the marketing, but we knew we didn't know what we were wanted, right? We were just trying to get it off the ground. So uh, a few months pass, uh, we're having some level of success um, and, you know, people were coming up, coming up to us and we we're getting followers and the things that you want to see. And um, and so we're like, OK, we have to find what we're looking for. And Lindsay had a very specific idea in mind of what she wanted. And so. Um, you know, go around and try to buy a 1950s camper yeah. <laughs> um, real quick. And so you either find one that is is worth nothing uh-huh. or someone that someone has redone and they want $50,000 yeah, for it. Yeah. Or the, so, those sellers are really shady. I mean, we, right. we found ours on oh, the Facebook sure. market. Like it yeah. was a little, we were like, okay, like we're all going to go together and mm-hmm. let's hope it's, right. it's good. And so they actually it took it. a little while to do that. And so we, we, we moved, we had a op- couple opportunities we missed on that. And so we kind of figured out, look, this is how we got to do it. We got to have our budget in mind. We got to have yeah. that sitting in our pocket in cash yep. or in the safe. And and we find one, you got to go, you got to drop what you're doing and go. And that's what we finally yeah. did. We went and we drove and we beat somebody there. There were people driving to this place. <laughs> wow. And so we beat them there and, and we looked at it and I was like, this is close enough. And Lindsay loved it and the boys loved it. So we bought it and brought it home. And well, over the next six weeks or so, we re- remodeled it. And um, when we brought that out in October, I guess it was Halloween of 2020. It was, yeah, because it was, it. Market. it was a Buena Market. It was a Buena Market. Yes. Night Buena, Buena Market. Blast. We had yeah. start, by then we had, we had branched out a little bit beyond the farmer's market. And again, timing is everything. I'm kind of building these connections right. and through the community, just just going to markets and, and, and kind of trying to live out our mission there. We had met Stephanie with Buena. I guess we had done a market maybe. We had done a few, yes. And so we rolled it out. We knew that'd be a big event. We knew they'd be super supportive. And um and it it just kind of we just, yeah. it took off, right? It, it changed, changed it changed yeah. our business completely because it because it really then was different different than uh the food vendors mm-hmm. and you know the other crafts in the market. You know, now we had something that kind of set us apart. And so it immediately brings people to to the business. And so 
We did that for a while. And uh, that is still our main income stream is taking that bus out to the different markets. And, and we branched out into St. Petersburg and uh, we've been to Lake Wales. I mean, we, we try a lot of different things, but we kind of know what we're looking for in a successful market now, or at least we think we do. But the only challenge we had was that this camper set in our driveway <laughs> the whole time. And so so when we came home, like Lindsay couldn't park in her spot and like, where uh -oh. are the books? And they're just piling <laughs> and your, up. Your, your yeah. office is always there, there right? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like I, I, you know, at eight o'clock at night, I, I'd be out there doing books because yeah. I can't just sit or they're on our dining room table. And I was like, I guess I have to tag books today so we can have dinner. You know, and not and only then, do we have um, several hundred books that we're selling, we have several hundred books that we're giving away um, that are stashed in our house. And part of our business plan has been from the very beginning would be to connect all parts of the community. And some parts of the community don't have access to books or yep. don't have finances to buy books or don't come to markets. And so our what we call No Covers is our nonprofit initiative. And it's basically the same exact idea of Little Bus Books. But we go to different events and we give away books. And so we partner with other nonprofits. Uh, we are not a nonprofit ourselves currently, but we partner with other nonprofits to kind of add value to what they're doing. Uh, we go to Talbot House here in Lakeland. Um, Lindsay goes to the Trinity Apartments, which is a retirement community mm -hmm. over on the, um, on the other side of the lake, Lake Wire. Um, and a variety of stuff over in Winter Haven. And so we go and curate those books and give those books out. Uh, same way that we do for our for-profit, same exact idea, um, again, hoping that we're able to connect those individuals and those communities with our other communities, right? We right. want to be bringing all parts of this community. Together. We think that that's just a super, super important part of what we're doing. Um, however, that adds another four or 500 bucks to our sure. inventory, and they were... Up in Everywhere. <laughs> and it was driving us insane. And you would say, next person that asks about donations, you say no. I was like, uh-huh, okay. Yeah, yeah, By sure. the way, I have another donation that it's home, you know, because yeah. uh, I don't say no to donations. And that, and that is. I mean, that, anything. And we love our donator, like uh, our supporters that donate stuff. I mean, it makes our business work, no doubt. You never want to say no to somebody that could be a partner for you. Sure. And so, um, so we're like, what do we do with all this stuff? Like, this is not sustainable mm -hmm. and we like from the very beginning we made an initial investment from our family we knew we were going to have to do that but this business has to make itself work we're not going to prop it up we're going to figure out how to make it work as a business it's not going to be a hobby it's going to be a business and so we're like do we get a storage thing and storage things are expensive mm -hmm. and i was like i don't want Lindsay going up to a storage container at nine o'clock at night and digging books out like this is yeah. just not a good idea and we're like okay well what if we had a storefront or something like that or our rented out space and we talked up we were pretty close to and we actually did one of our partners um here in town at inklings bookshop mm -hmm. great fan of, friend, uh, friends of ours finley allowed us to actually use some of his store to, to wow. store right. some of yeah, our no covers books. books i mean you know, yeah, that's the kind of community great. we have in this booksellers community like how, how how awesome is that some of his space that he could be selling books out of. He let us store stuff there, but it wasn't sustainable right we couldn't ask him to do that long term right. he was just trying to help us out and so um through one of Lindsay's connections. Um, she introduced us to Catherine um, at the Nectary, uh, which is a native plant nursery. Yeah. So we met Catherine, though, at um, this is I don't know where we I'm met gonna, Well, at. I'm going to tie it in. <laughs> you met her. Buena <laughs> Market, Stephanie, and I always, I always send a shout out to Stephanie with Buena Market because they are, you know, that market, that team has been one of the main reasons we can still has been a huge platform for our business really? where she was always open I love that to anything. I mean, so when fun. we had the bus, we needed, we couldn't just park in a parking lot and say, we're right. open now, yeah. right? We connected it to Buena. So we were part of Buena Market when Bonnet Springs opened. Yep. Uh, 
that weekend. And that's where I met Catherine because Catherine was also uh, collaborating there as well. Okay. She is uh, a plant nursery. Right. And so Catherine was like, hey, she has this native plant nursery, which is super cool. And she's super talented. Um, But she's like, I have these resource books that I just don't, that my customers want and need. I don't have time to curate those or source them. Could you help us? And Lindsay was like, sure, because she never says no to anybody. And so um, we go and meet with Catherine and, you know, we were there for probably an hour or so. And when we left, we had a rough agreement to rent out the front part of her building. And so, uh, you know, we're just wandering around and we were just talking. I mean, Catherine's a great business mind and she's super talented. And so we're just kind of like talking through this, Mm -hmm. like, how would this work? And what is that? And and she was like, we don't even use this space up here. And we all kind of looked at each other. She's kind of like, you know other. anybody? And we're like, well. We all just kind of looked at the same way. And we're like, um, <laughs> so instead of us curating books for you, why don't you let us hold all the book inventory for what you need? You can help us guide on that. Um, we can uh, use some of the space for our curated collections, similar to what we do at the market, right. a little bit different. And then the other side we can use to store our no covers books. And so now what we have to do is just cash flow that part and we're we're winning, right? Because that'd yeah. be money we'd be staying and we could store the bus there, right? So That's awesome. like all of a sudden, like all these things were like, okay, this is a great opportunity. And so over the next month or so, we kind of jumped through the hurdles, you know, making sure that we were all kind of on the same page and, um, you know, what That's our expectations really were, right? All those kind of yeah. things. You know, we had some insurance hurdles to jump. Now we had now we had a real storefront, so you had to do some things a little bit different. Different, and but it's all good, right? It's all the progression of the business. We we want to have those things in place, and I think it kind of is a little bit of a cue, you know, how it, how we have you know progressed. Is you just kind of look for these opportunities, and when they make sense, you got to you got to go, right? Yeah. You can't can't wait. And I was like, this just makes a lot of sense, and so we, we have learned a lot there. Uh, it has helped uh, from a business standpoint. We were doing a lot of kind of smaller markets during the week, and they were tough. Uh, they were they were tough because they, you know, from a financial standpoint, they were they were not um, always uh, great. They were good, um, but the time was a lot on a Thursday and a Friday. So we still do some of those, but we were doing a lot of them just to try to keep the business moving. And so the storefront allows us to be open without having to physically take the bus some places. Right. Our tables, I mean, our tables yeah, a lot tables, of those. We were, a lot of those night ones we were doing, oh, yeah, I was just right. hauling tables, you know, yeah. doing and them that's a pop-up again. It's, it's just a lot. Up, taking them down. It, it, it is, is a lot. And not that they're not great partners. They were great partners, but it just was starting well, not. Some still are, yeah. Yeah, we still work with a lot, a lot of them. But they, it has started to not be where we're at as a business. We had to do a little bit more uh, efficiently with our time. And so it kind of solved that problem. So we're open three days a week there. And, and I think above all, you know, it, it helped us kind of uh, with the storage and kind of, you know, different, again, a different demographic. And it's a, in a super cool part of town that we love. It's over on East Main Street. Okay. So on, so on the east that, side yeah. of 98. Yeah. 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 And it's a, it's a, you know, it's really not that far from like the joinery and where all that area is going to, we right. feel like it's going to be gonna, expanding. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And they're great, great landlords through that area. Um, a lot of just kind of old established building uh, uh, businesses through there. Uh, it's only about a block or two away from Gospel Village, okay. uh, which is one of our partners that we that we um, one of our nonprofit partners that we we work with a lot. And so we feel like there's some employment opportunities there. Uh, like it really felt like it just checked all the boxes. And I don't know, you know, forever. Right. I mean, who knows what the, what what this business is going to look like in, in two more years. But for now, it really helped. It really answered a lot of questions for us for a while. I think it really was the next step to really help us be 
And we kind of call it our headquarters because, yeah. because again, we want to stay mobile because that's where yeah. we meet everybody. Right. Uh, that's how people find us. And that's how, we, I mean, really, that's how we get donations for our free bookshop. Yeah. But it's, a, you know, not only a place for storage, but people can bring in donations. And I've actually had some volunteers. Since we started, I've had a lot of people ask about volunteering, but it's mm-hmm. just a kind of an awkward situation. You're like, sure, you can come to my house and dig through my husband's weird. office. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. It's just an awkward thing. You're like, we're not really that legit, if, you know? And so, um, you know, so we kind of call it our headquarters um, yeah. because, you know, it's kind of, you know, our spot where we can do. And at the same time we're working, at the same time donations, we are still generating that revenue in the bookstore, right. meeting the need for the nectary. Um, we're even branching out to more local authors like the kids books and things like that where we couldn't fit a lot of that in the bus. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's really just kind of helped us expand but still stick with our same track. Yeah, Um, I think it gives us, you know, I'd say one of the other other aspects of the business that I think is super important. We we want to uh, give our our boys, you know, uh, some real, I'd say life learning, right? Like how, how what is involved in and getting up and running a business and all the different things there are, you know, there's a lot of hours and there's a lot of. I know. You know I love that they're like a part of it. Yeah. I mean, begrudgingly sometimes, <laughs> yes. right? I mean, they are 13 and 14. Cool that you get them involved and, yeah. I, and you could, and you showcase that on, on Instagram and social media and stuff. So I think it's really cool. And it sets a really good example for other people in our community too, um, to get their kids involved in their business. And, and I call it like adulting, you know what I mean? Like, right. It's real. Because, we need their help. Like there's yeah. days that we need their mm-hmm. help. And, and I was, I was raised on a farm. And so there was always something to, to do. do oh, right? Yeah. I'm um, sure. <laughs> and, and I did not appreciate that at all times, but I do now exactly. you don't when you're 13. And again, we live in town and there's only so many times you can make the kids mow the grass and pick up the lawn. Like, sure. I mean, those are valuable things. Um, but now, again, it's a little begrudgingly. Like they don't always love doing helping. Yeah. Well, some days their their um, their whole task that day is to use their business manager, <laughs> right. which means Sometimes. we don't have much for you to do. I mean, once we set up for the market and take down, that's kind of where we use most of it. And they'll help when people, um, you know, are checking out. They'll help us find stuff on the square and yeah. things. But a lot of times it doesn't go as quickly as they would like. You know, right. they want some money. They're buying something every and five so, minutes, yeah. right? And so that way we they do can too. I just yeah, you know, and so some days we're like, hey, just use your business manners. Make sure you're dressed appropriately. Make that. sure you're speaking to everyone, you know, that comes in and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that's like life lessons. And you're right. Like, I feel like you don't appreciate it when you're that age, but years down the road, you will. Well, so. And I think part of, you know, one thing we, we mentioned that our children have some special needs, mm-hmm. but we don't, um, we're not going to be people that are going to let we're not going to necessarily, some days are challenging more than others, sure. but we definitely don't let that define us or our yeah, family, absolutely. even though a lot of times people, we just kind of have to reality. But yeah. one of the biggest things that helps us, especially saying mobile, is that we're introducing them to the community. So now they're at a point where they know the market vendors. And so we yep. can allow them to go, you know, they know Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so mm-hmm. or this, you know, um, no, my youngest calls everybody by their yeah, business Yeah, they call them all by their business name. You know, right, like, so. I'm going to crazy kombucha, you know, <laughs> and, so, and they know him. So we know, well, not that we're depending on other people, but we're exposing them into that community. Right. And we're also exposing other people to individuals that are probably going to be different. Like Luke and Nolan yeah. will be in your community, you know, and yeah. we, we are bound, we, they are going to be productive citizens of our community, yes. no matter how we get there. 
But I think it's kind of a little bit of a mix where we're teaching them about the community. Sure. And people have been like I, I before we started, I told you, like people come in the store, or the bus and they're looking for the kids. Yeah. You know, they want to. You know, um, in fact, Luke, you know, they, they do get a little bit of payment. Um, we won't tell them that that's not really minimum wage. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but one of the biggest things and we've been able to teach them is to save their money, save their money. Yep. Um, and in fact, Luke's birthday was this past week and he saved enough to pay for half of a digital piano. Aww. We told him, you know, if he would because that's a really big birthday. Present, yeah. you know, just to get a piano because we'd be expecting a car next year, you know. Yeah. So we said, you know, we'll pay half if you save, you know, half. And they he awesome. and Michael looked at something reasonable. And he was able to do that with his money he saved. But then he saw one of his teachers at the market last the week before his birthday. He needed seven dollars. He literally needed seven dollars <laughs> to make his halfway point. And he told one of his old teachers that. And so she went in and she bought an eight dollar book. So he can get, you know, that so we can go to seven dollars, you know. And so it's just kind of, you know, we talk about community and support, you know, it's yeah, like everybody's it's there. Learning. Everybody yep. is doing it, everybody's learning. Yeah. We really want to put people to work. Like I think yeah. that that would be the final kind of step in the when we feel like we're kind of and, and we are there. Again, the having the storefront has allowed us a lot of opportunities. We have uh, an intern coming in this summer, which we're That's super exciting. excited about. Yeah. Uh, we have some individuals that we've met um at the markets that uh, wanting to come work and, you know, be employed. And so we're we're trying to figure that out and where they yeah. can do value. And so, you know, if we can, and all of these individuals are from very different parts of the community. And that's, again, that's again, checking the boxes. That's what we want. We want, we want to be not just, you know, um, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is we don't want to just be takers of the community, right? Yeah. We really want to be, give back to it because we, we have seen that you really, you really can't give back what you can receive right if right. that makes sense there's so many people that have kind of have kind of bought into us and what we're trying to do like you um you just can't uh you can't give back all that you can receive and so sure. uh that's what we're trying to do um and uh so far we're we're making it work well i enjoyed listening to y'all's story i think it's super interesting i think that you guys are making such great headway here in our community um i have three rapid fire questions for you guys before we end so number one what is your favorite book currently <laughs> so that yeah okay rapid fire answer um this is gonna i don't want to say this because it's gonna make me sound really pretentious <laughs> but i'm reading uh i'm reading the republic by okay Aristotle. i almost bought that for my mom and so, so like, like it's it's like super intense and i probably read the summary to try to understand what i'm reading more than the other but it's super interesting to read old classics so that's what okay. i'm in right now i would say um the girl with a louding voice and the gunkle Two totally different okay. books, but I loved both of them. Okay. Probably my favorite. I can't read this two year. books at once, but I'm trying. Um, okay. And then what is your favorite part about Lakeland? I guess opportunity. Community. Community. No, it's usually yeah. like the everyone's Community. answer. Yeah. We have really good food here. Ooh. Oh, I love yeah, that you said that. Diversity and food. Good call. You know, I, I mean, like for a, again, for a town of this size, we've traveled. I mean, we're not these world travelers. Like, let's not overstate it. But we've been to a lot of places. We travel a good bit. To have a town of this size... To have that kind of diversity in in ethnicity and in food is is pretty unique. You don't see that very. We get a little Love spoiled it. because now when we go to other towns, we're like, oh, they don't they don't yeah. have a place to get Indian food. Like, what, they where's their, have, like, yeah. where's New where's Orleans kitchen? Brazilian I mean, Indian. like, come on, you know. So yeah, I love funny. that. That's, That's a good spoiled. answer. Okay, and then last but not least, where can we find you guys? You can find us on Instagram, Facebook at Little Bus Books. We're at littlebusbooks.com. Uh, we even have a shop on there, bookshop.org, um, who is a supporter of independent bookstores. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you purchase from there, we're an affiliate and 
Uh, the proceeds usually go to our uh, No Covers, our free bookshop from that one. Um, we even have a wish list. So currently Pay Center for Girls yes. has a wish list. Um, and so that's also how we support our free bookshop. Awesome. And um, we can be found at 1047 East Main Street. Love that's right. It. Is that it? Yeah. I always yeah, just say, y'all know where Imperial Bakery is? Yeah. And you're like, oh, there yeah, just, just keep on going. Right. Yeah, just keep yeah. cross the highway. You'll run into yeah. it. So. The, and, and actually, it's at, if you would know, the Nectary um, is, is what it is. We are in the front area. She takes up most of the back. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. We look forward to uh, to our next guest next month. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm Nikki the Realtor with The Local Lakeland Show. Bye.